we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for December 13th, 2015. So continuing on, something, this is the next report, something huge is coming as ISIS prepares imminent main event in the U.S. to be the largest terror attack in history and fully sh sanctioned by the Obama administration. Obama gave a speech from the Oval Office last week, one where he assured Americans that his failed policies were going to be continued. And despite his assertions to the contrary, the terror group ISIS is not contained. As recent revelations show, coordinated attacks are being orchestrated and planned for right now against America. Here's a picture of Obama and it says, He said he would stand with the Muslims against us. He did say that. I think it was in the book, one of his books, uh, Dream of My Fathers, or maybe it was the other one, but he said that something to the effect of what... If the winds blow one way or another, he says, I will stand with the Muslims. He was, he was raised one. He was, you know. And then it says, and then it says in the picture, it says that is the only promise he's, he's ever kept. Meaning that he would stand with the Muslims. Well, that and to abort as many babies as, as possible because he was the most pro-abortion senator ever on record. And now the most pro-abortion president as well. So, um... We will also connect the dots and show that there is a reasonable case to be made that not only has the Obama administration facilitated the attack that occurred in San Bernardino, they have, give, they have given a de facto sanction for what is coming, and it is huge. There is an old expression that actions speak louder than words, and the Obama administration's actions, as we will show below, are, are actively helping to allow ISIS and other terror groups access into America and obstructing officials from investigating, reporting, and thwarting the imminent main event being prepared against Americans. This is the theme of this whole teaching for today. This main event that's coming, that I've been predicting for years. I didn't always say I knew exactly how it was going to go down, but it appears with the amount of effort, money, and all of the other things they're doing to enable this, that it appears they're going to use Islam for this main event. Remember, Obama's only got a short period of time left in office. And if he can get martial law going, he's in there forever. He's in there indefinitely. He doesn't want to leave. He wants to be the absolute total dictator-in-chief. And if he can pull this off before he gets out of office, well, he's in there indefinitely then. And there's no better tool to use than Islam to pull it off. And they can just blame Islam. It's all we've done everything we could do to try to look at all this. We've taken the guns away. We've done, you know, or all of the other garbage. And again, it's, it's, it's just... It's a double-edged sword on their on their end because, you know, the confiscate the guns, take away all our rights while they're enabling the most wicked, evil factions of the Muslims and making sure that they can kill, rape, steal, and pillage to their heart's content. That's the plan. And at the same time, they say, well, we got to impose martial law. we got to round up the Red List because it's really the Patriots' fault for all that's happening. It's, it's the, it's the Bible-believing Christians, the pro-lifers. They're the source of all evil. And Islam's good. Don't ever say anything against it. You see what's coming? It's becoming clear by the day. This is what they're planning on. And again, if the Christians were uniting in mass to not only expose this, but to pray and to fast about this, like let's say the 501c3 people got their eyes open and they realized, well, you know, this could be thwarted 
But that's not being done. But we, we should still actively try to do those things in order to educate people to, to pray against this wickedness. I mean, this is going to result in the deaths of tens of millions of people in America, most likely alone, and probably in the world. This main event's coming. Unless God intervenes, and I believe unless enough Christians are praying about this, and fasting and enough people are educated now people are waking up yes but it's one thing to have a woken up population a woken up secular population it's another thing to have a woken up christian population that actually has real weapons of warfare and i mean spiritual and obviously i'm very pro second amendment i'm, I'm but but i'm talking about okay what's really the most important thing in god's eyes though is it is it that we're all armed to the teeth and we've got our underground bunkers and all that stuff and we're locked and loaded, ready to go? Or is it how much prayer is going up about it? How, you know, that type of thing. I think in God's eyes it would be, you know, obviously the weapons of a warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You know, quoting scripture, exposing this wickedness, Reproving the unfruitful works of darkness, like the Bible says to do, and having no fellowship with them. Reproved means to, and then it says make manifest, but that's what the word actually means, in a sense, to make manifest, to shed light on wickedness. That we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Why? Lest he get an advantage of us. And that the Bible says in Hosea 4.6 that my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So education is, is important. I put out those those chick tracks. Um, whenever I'm going out, I try to always have them, have some in my car, so I just grab them. But gas pumps are great. You put them in there. Leave them as, uh, with your tip. If, if you go out to a restaurant, put them out in, in, in supermarkets. The one I like, Men of Peace, because it shows, obviously, Islamic guys with swords on there with an Islamic flag and says men of peace. And there's another one that's called camels in the tent. And that's another one about it. But the one, the, the red one that chick makes the cover gets your attention and see, this is the thing. Here's another thing. Tremendous witnessing opportunity and tool right now, because people are becoming more and more receptive. Even a, uh, pro second amendment, secular person would pick up that track. Whereas he might not pick up another one. Because it's like, okay, no, I know this is an enemy. What does this thing, what does this booklet say? So, and you can even forward the links to people. You can that you can go up on Chick's website and forward the links to individual tracks. And they can, you know, read them that way as well. So anyway, let's go further here. Um, previously, AMP has reported that since 2011, active surveillance in mosques across America has been off-limits. So we haven't been able to surveil the mosques either without high-level approval from individuals unknown and not elected by the people. Well, this is where they, they plan all of their terroristic attacks. So, of course, their surveillance is going to be off-limits under the guise of religious persecution, even though they can say whatever they want about Christianity and kill them wholesale, behead them, you know. But now it's actually starting to happen here, too. Religious persecution by Islam. I mean, if, you, if you're not on my, my newsletter list, you, you really need to get on it. 
because I mean it's just the vast majority now of what I'm I'm putting out links to is just on all of the Muslim atrocities that take place all over the world, but now increasingly in America. Women are getting starting to get raped, people are getting beheaded. It's happening, but it's not reported on the mainstream news. But it's a fact, it's going on. Um, we've also reported on a former FBI counterterrorism expert stating outright that 75% of mosques and Islamic centers in America are known to be jihadi networks. Jihadi, Islamic holy war, kill and slay the infidel. 75% of the mosques are known to be outright. Now, I think they all are. But they're, 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 these are just ones that are known. Could you imagine if Christianity had this bent toward it and all the church, 75% of the churches in America, they, they'd be shutting these things down overnight. But it's okay for Islam. It's okay for them. With those facts in mind, we note that Representative Ron DeSantis of Florida, chairman of the Subcommittee on National Security, in conjunction with the Subcommittee on Healthcare Benefits Administrative Rules, held a hearing Thursday, December 10th, examining terrorism in the Visa Waiver Program. Jeh Je Johnson, I, I love his name, Jeh Je Johnson, United States Secretary of Homeland Security, was originally requested to appear. Instead, he sent his expert to the hearing to answer the questions. His expert was Kelly Ann Burasishi, the assistant, the deputy assistant secretary for screening coordination for the Department of Homeland Security, who was asked a series of questions dealing with the amount of Syrian refugees, not the not the reported amount, but the actual amount that that have been actually allowed in the United States over the last year. So they have to cover all this up. Remember what I said last week? They're they're busing them in across the borders. There's all kind of eyewitness accounts of that um, through the Mexican border. I'm sure they're probably shipping them in. They're flying them in. The one person the other day said that it, it was a UPS flight and there was all of these Muslims getting off a like covert UPS plane right on the tarmac. The, I mean, it's, it's that insane what is going on. They have to get as many of their satanic troops pre-positioned here to be used as foot soldiers when they're given the green light for the main event. That's why all this is happening. This is why they're opening up the borders in Europe and what's happening in Germany. They're trying to get as many of these devils infested into these countries when the main event goes. It's going to be all over the world. Well, it's going to be mostly and primarily the nations they're targeting. The European nations and in America and I'm sure Canada. So they're trying to they're trying to find out the actual the actual amount of these Syrian devils that have been allowed into the United States over the last year. And I'm not saying they're all devils, but I'm saying the majority of them are. Her answer was, quote, I didn't bring any of the refugee numbers with me. This is the expert, the Homeland Security expert that Jay Johnson sent. I don't have any refugees. I don't know. It's like when the mob goes on trial and they're like, I'll plead the fifth. You know, it's basically the same thing. She was also asked how many visa waiver programs overstays there are currently in the United States. 
So in other words, how many people are over their visa time? They're, okay. How many of this are going on in the United States from these, really, Muslims? Her answer was, I don't have information. She says, I don't have information. She's even not a talk. I don't have information. <laughs> it's good. It's good. So this lady's sharp. I mean, we're talking razor sharp. Samurai sword razor sharp. This lady from the Homeland Security. As is pointed out in the hearing clip below, the whole purpose of the hearing was to discuss the refugees program and the waiver program. That's the whole reason for the hearing. She has no, she has no information at all, though. Nothing. I don't know nothing. She's like Schultz on Hogan's Heroes. That old-time sitcom from, like, I grew up watching that some. I'm not saying you should watch it, I'm just saying. Schultz, I know nothing. You know that guy? Yeah. She has, she has no information. Even though the whole purpose of the hearing was to discuss the refugee program and the waiver visa waiver program. Yet the Obama administration is deliberately stonewalling by refusing to provide the basic numbers even being asked for. They won't give them nothing. We also see Obama's deliberately ignoring FBI warnings as well. He's, he's, he's ignoring all the warnings that all these different factions of the government that haven't been... You know, I'm not saying that there's no corrupt factions of the FBI, but let's say the uncorrupted factions of the FBI. He's ignoring all of them. Oh, they don't have anything to say. Islam's a religion of peace, and I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna listen to anything. That's what I've I've seen reports over and over where when Obama's presented this information behind closed doors, he gets angry and storms out. He doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't want to hear anything that's against Islam in any way, shape, or form. We then have the Peace de Resistance, reported on December 11, 2015 by Breibart, showing that it was Obama's Department of Homeland Security, Civil Rights, and Civil Liberties Division that deleted information and stopped an investigation that could have prevented the San Bernardino Massacre from occurring, as explained by the Department of Homeland Security whistleblower Philip Harvey. Um, and he says, this network had a, this, I guess, Islamic network that was uh, implicated in the San Bernardino massacre, had a branch in San Bernardino which rang bells with Haney the moment he saw news reports about the terrorist attack there. I found that individuals who were in the case from three years ago had come to that mosque. So if I had still been active duty working on the case and everything had been going as it was, I would have linked that mosque to this initiative simply because people that were already in the database were going there. Therefore, either Saeed, the guy that was like, you know, one of the main shooters in the San Bernardino massacre, therefore either Saeed would have been put on the no-fly list because of his close affiliation with it or his pending fiance would have not been given a visa because she was affiliated with somebody who was actually tied to that mosque. But he wasn't uh, on the case, but this guy wasn't on the case anymore because his initiative was deemed politically incorrect. So you can't, you can't investigate terrorists in America. A lot of divisions, no, you can't do that. It's politically incorrect. It's religious persecution. The poor, poor Muslims. And... And this was shut down by the Department of Homeland Security, which is Obama's right arm. 
okay? So when something's going down where they're investigating the terrorists, you you got terrorist compounds all over America where our police don't even go. They're like no-go zones. Only God knows what they're doing in there, what they're planning. Okay, but that's, that's fine because, you know, it's, if you even try to investigate, you're going to be shut down by the Department of Homeland Security, Civil Rights, and Civil Liberties Division because they're the only ones that have civil rights. Well, them and the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or if you're pro-abortion or pro-evil in any way, shape, or form, you'll be protected. You'll have your rights protected, especially Islam. Contrary to Barack Obama's assertions, the terror threats against the U.S. are not under control unless doing everything in his power to obstruct investigations that could prevent a terror attack on U.S. soil is what he means by control. Making him the facilitator-in-chief for ISIS supporters and terrorists already inside America. I just wish he'd just come out and just have, a, have an ISIS flag flying over the uh, White House. From now on, you know what? Just I mean, just come out. Just, just I, I know you're you're a fork tongue devil. I know that, but just come out and 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 be honest for once in your life. You know, just just proudly wear your ISIS flag instead of having a a a, a, a you know how they always have those little tiny uh, flags that they will wear on their lapels. Well, I want to see a nice big gigantic button slash lapel pin with a big isis jihadi flag you know with a with a big sword dripping in blood infidel blood i think that's what he should wear you know on his garments and maybe maybe a bandana an isis bandana because that's exactly what obama is If there's one thing history has taught us, it's that when a madman tells you he is going to kill you, you take the threat seriously. And now we have a group of madmen, ISIS, declaring the final battle with the Crusaders in a newly released end-of-the-world video threat, indicating that they are pre- pre- preparing for the main event. Okay, so continuing on uh, with with intel that ISIS is preparing to strike as soon as December 24th, with anywhere from 25 to 50 U.S. cities being targeted. This could go down in the next 10 days, is what we're saying here. There, From what I'm seeing, Christmas is the time they would target. Because it would be the ultimate way for them to show that not only can we get to you, but we're going to do it on your most celebrated, quote, Christian, even though it's a pagan holiday. To defy you and the infidels. So the intel is that ISIS is preparing to strike as soon. And I'm not date setting, but I'm saying we should pray about it. If you feel so led fast. Educate other people. ISIS preparing to strike as soon as December 24th with anywhere from 25 to 50 U.S. cities being targeted. And they'll do it at the same time. We see a number of reports coming out of Missouri which are indicative of terrorists kicking their plans and their preparations into high gear. KRCG, and a little bit of this report today is redundant. I, I kind of cover this again later a little bit, so I apologize for that, but it won't be too redundant, hopefully. Authorities have recently reports have received reports of at least six instances in which people purchased large numbers of prepaid phones 
uh, prepaid phones at Walmart stores in Missouri. Um, Jefferson City Police confirmed that a large number of phones were brought by three men, bought, I'm sorry, by three men with accents at Walmart on the east end of town over the weekend. The first report of the strange purchase was filed in Lebanon, Missouri. Authorities say that two men purchased 59 cell phones at Walmart at about 3.50 a.m. on Saturday. Now, um, they can use these as detonators. They can also use them, obviously, as throwaways. I've always said we should have, I mean, if you're a Christian, and these are good to have on hand. Track phones, okay? Because, let me tell you something. If this stuff goes down, you want to make sure the first thing you do is get rid of your cell phone. Or at bare minimum, get that thing triple layered in like aluminum foil, turn it off, try to take out the battery. I mean, I know on iPhones that's like an act of Congress. Or get rid of it. Because that's the primary way they will track you. And if you have a vehicle with all this OnStar stuff and all this other stuff, I don't know what to tell you. You also don't want to use a GPS in a vehicle. I'm talking worst case scenario stuff here. You should have a shielded wallet like ID Stronghold cells. There's other brands out there. You should have, these are bare minimum things to do. I mean, if you have a bug out location, you want to make sure that you get rid of your phone and then you have some of these prepaid burner phones. I'd say more than one, at least two. And you can activate those. Make sure you get the card to activate them. And you can activate those wherever. And, and I would still keep those shielded. And they sell, the, they sell the cell phone things where you can put them in there or you can wrap it in aluminum foil. It's just not that convenient to take it in and out of aluminum foil. And aluminum foil starts to break down over time as well. You know, the first thing you do is get rid of your cell phone. Don't be in a car that has OnStar and they know who you are. And don't use a GPS because they can track you that way too. I'm just telling you. you know, I'm not saying God can't protect you. I'm telling you some practical things you could do if you're suspecting they're rounding up the red list. So, ABC reports that according to Fall... Paul Feinwald, the former Missouri Homeland Security Coordinator, prepaid phones are used as a way for criminals to communicate without law enforcement tracking them. He said, in many past terrorist attacks, cell phones have been used to trigger an explosive device. That's another thing. So, not only can they use them to communicate, but they can use them to trigger explosive devices. Also, Missouri federal officials have been in contact in regards to dozens of propane tanks that have been stolen. Um, as a Fox 4 News reports, at the end of November, a BP gas station in Lee's Summit reported 18 to 20 propane tanks stolen from outside cages. Um, from the outside cages. That the same night, the CVS on Southwest 3rd Street reported the exact same crime. Now, this is just some of what we know about. Who knows how much this is actually going on. Two weeks later, the CVS on East 23rd Street of Independence was hit, and 28 tanks were stolen from that location. So a propane tank is, you know, highly concentrated bomb, essentially, if you rig it in the right way. Here's a uh, little chart that shows you uh, the most comprehensive guide to mosques in Islamic schools. And here's for America, and it shows you all of the, I mean, in 
California, 319 mosques in Islamic schools. In one state, New York has 321. Now, nobody has that many. Texas has 230. But this shows you how many are in each state. And it's staggering. And again, this is a devil death cult bent on your destruction as an infidel. Well, not my neighbors. They're peace-loving. They're they're praying to the same devil moon god. They're praying to the same devil moon god. That's the bottom line. They're all on the same team. If, If there are reports making the news, how many are not? All one has to do is look at some of the, of the news coming from Missouri to understand they have a problem. That's just from Missouri. A couple of reports from Missouri. For example, it was reported by Creeping Sharia on November 30, 2015, that Columbia in Columbia, Missouri, an assistant professor at an American university has been arrested for um, grabbing a 14-year-old female relative by the hair and dragging her into the car after he noticed she wasn't wearing a hijab. Yosef Z. Omar, 53, was reported at Hickman High School in Columbia, Missouri on Tuesday when he was spotted a girl that did not have on the traditional Muslim headscarf. Um, Officer Letitia Storer told the Columbia Tribune in an email that Omar grabbed the girl very violently by the hair. He then allegedly slapped her across the face, pulled her by the hair down, down a flight of stairs. Can you imagine being pulled by, if you were a girl, being pulled down a flight of stairs by your hair? Well, a lot of times they'll either just kill you or they'll throw acid on you. Like they like they like to do that in India a lot. Just burn them beyond recognition. If you're doing something, they, they deem whatever. I mean, these people are pure evil. The next day, Omar was arrested on suspicion of child abuse. I'm surprised they, I'm surprised they didn't give him some type of uh, like a lifetime achievement award, you know, for like Islam. Because, you know, anything Islam is pretty much, you know, celebrated as wonderful. There was another report that just happened this week. Muslim migrant beats and rapes a North Dakota woman while chanting Allah Akbar. He did it in a restroom, and and I guess a public restroom. And when the police got there, he had locked the door. And and they were were beating on the door trying to get in. He says, oh no, she's my wife, she's my wife. This woman didn't even know this devil. But I guess since he was raping her, he he proclaimed since he was saying it was Al-Akbar, it was fine to do, and that this was a, quote, temporary marriage, like the Muslims like to do. This is going on in America. People are being beheaded, killed, raped. It's just not being reported on the mainstream news. I look over at um, the mosque-finding site, Salitomatic, which is what we just quoted from, we see 45 mosques listed in Missouri. And I gave you the screenshot of that. Uh, this is a um, terrorist living among us. It's compiled from Stephen Emerson's American Jihad, terrorists living among us, and independent investigators and news agencies. We see a map we have shown before, specifically noting that two of the 22 jihadi training camps allowed to function within the United States are located in Missouri, with one being in Columbia, Missouri, where four or five males were reported to authorities for pre, for bulk prepaid cell phone purchases referenced above. Also, all these propane tanks being stolen. And this is just, who knows what else they have going on. Here's this map. I, I give you this map here, and it shows you, um, I mean, 
the fact that any of this is allowed in America is just incomprehensible. Japan is, is right. They don't let the Muslims in. Unless it's like a temporary work visa. That's 100% what we should be doing. 100%. Because these people are bent on our destruction. And any other country that they're bent on their destruction, they should not let these devils in. Oh, and America's fixing to learn the hard way on what I just said. They're, They're fixing to pay the ultimate price. Unless God intervenes, America is. The bottom line is we are seeing the reports out of Missouri, but one has to wonder how many states are seeing the thefts and local stores that we are not seeing. Which, which looked in at conjunction with all the other reports indicated a pre-planned coordinated orchestration and planning for, quote, this end-of-the-world attacks that ISIS has blatantly threatened. Remember, this just isn't rhetoric from ISIS. They're behind the coordinated attacks in France that killed 130 at multiple locations. The San Bernardino attacker has pledged... I mean, I, I, I trimmed this email up. It goes At the end, it goes through all of these attacks that were all Muslims. It's huge. It, it, would, it would have taken me so much time to even get through it all. That have just taken place in recent years. All of these Muslim attacks. Um, they're publishing videos and images of their slaughtering tens of thousands of Christians. I mean, proudly publishing that. They have published videos of American journalists being beheaded. Children being trained for, for jihad. Uh, Jordanian pilots uh, that were put in cages and then set on fire. And more and more and more. The Obama administration is obstructing Congress on obtaining information about Syrian refugees, about Americans traveling to Syria and in back, and about the number of people with expired visas, but that are still in the U.S. As well as ignoring the majority of Americans that want his refugee resettlement program halted. He is doing this even knowing that the terrorists have infiltrated the program. Oh, he, he had everything to do with it. Obama mocks those concerned and claims that they are scared of, quote, widows and orphans. Even though children under the age of five, perhaps, um, he needs to see these children being taught to behead stuffed animals as they're turned into jihadists by ISIS. And, there, you know, there's all these videos. I give you a screenshot of one of this one, this little Muslim kid beheading a, a teddy bear. And, I mean, it's, it's all over. They're, they're coming out with these videos of these kids doing this. They are here, they're actively planning an attack on America, and our White House jihadist Barack Obama is directly facilitating and sanctioning the upcoming main event by his lack of action and refusal to call Islamic terrorism by its name. In the event that the two videos above are removed from YouTube, we save them and we'll gladly send them to you if you ask. Here's a screenshot of the ISIS video shows the young boy practicing beheading his teddy bear stuffed animal. That's just so sickening. Um, this is an update. It says, via the comment section from Battlesheep, it says, OMG, you have to watch the entire testimony to Congress in this video. These are the complete corrupt morons. If you can skip the corruption part, you can skip the corruption part if you want to by starting at the two hour and 30 minute mark. And again, it's, it's, if you click on the link for this report, it's there. Um, it's absolutely unbelievable. There are, 400,000 visa overstays Muslim most likely visa overstays we it says we are toast 
That's just the visa overstays. They're not going anywhere. They're going to be bent on either taking over the country or dying trying. And that's just the visa overstays, 400,000. Here's a lovely um, devil from the pit of hell. Leading U.S. imam, professor, says Muslims can take the property of filthy Christians and Jews. Yasir Kadihi is an American imam and college professor in Tennessee who is described by the 2011 New York Times Magazine essay as one of the most influential conservative clerics in American Islam. Here's a picture of this devil. In his lecture on the YouTube audio below, and I'm not going to play it because I'm, I'm going to tell you what he says, but you can click on it here for yourself. Kadi begins by calling Christians shirk. And I'll explain what that means, I guess. It says, for being polytheists who believe in the triune God, the Trinity, three persons in one God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So we're, we're, we're actually, um, in their eyes, pagan polytheists because we worship more than one God in, in their warped view of things. Like worshiping the moon God Allah isn't pure paganism. But they have to have all of these justifications for killing us and raping our women and this type of stuff and, 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 and you know raping the little children and they have to have some type of justification. So if they can if they can put us in this classification where we're just the slime of the earth, then there's then anything they do to us is justified. You know? Um so this is how he's referring to us. This is a guy, a professor at a Tennessee college. American imam. 2011 New York Times essay said he was one of the most influential conservative clerics in American Islam. But he calls Christians shirk for being polytheists who believe in the triune God instead of Islam's monotheist Allah, the devil moon God. Then, Kadi really steps up his verbal abuse. He says, since there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah, Christians are by necessity and by definition the most evil of all evils. Like all unbelievers and polytheists, Christians are filthy. They are najuza, which means feces and urine. That's how they view us. Islam. This is what Islam believes. We, in their eyes, are najuza, feces and urine. A filthy, impure, dirty substance. Kadi declares that the, prophet, the pedophile prophet Muhammad, who took his first bride at six, and that's just what we know about, the pedophile prophet they follow. But see, that's not impure. That's good. Because Muhammad was a really great pedophile, you know. Kadi declares that the Prophet Muhammad, and by extension all Muslims, have command, are commanded to do jihad, Islamic holy war, kill, slay, behead the infidels, rape, steal, pillage, whatever you want to do. Jihad is a means to establish monotheism in the land. See, they got to purge out all of us, in their eyes, polytheists, the Christians, 
And they got to bring back monotheism. In their eyes, what whatever monotheism is to their one devil moon god. The prophet had said, I have been commanded to fight the people until they convert to Islam. But if they don't convert to Islam, their life and the property are halal, meaning free for the taking. See, that's how they justify all of their atrocities. They're free for the taking for Muslims. This is what this guy is on air saying. In America, an American professor, a college professor in Tennessee, one of the most influential conservative clerics in American Islam, but no no public outcry whatsoever. Can you imagine if a Christian were to, to, to go there and, and just, you know say something similar against Islam? It'd be front page news and he'd be locked up, you know, throw away the key. Here we have Muslim Fatima Noor. Um, let me just see if I give it. She is Obama's special assistant in the office of the director for U.S. citizenship and immigration services in the Department of Guess Where Homeland Security in, the, in 2014. Here's a picture of her. She's in full hijab. And there are still people who think Obama's not a Muslim. Isn't this precious? A Muslim in charge of U.S. citizenship papers and the homeland security. This is not a joke. Most, pe- most Americans have no idea. Please forward this to as many people as you can. I actually got this yesterday from somebody and they hadn't vetted it. It was one of those ones they forward. And I had to actually vet it and find out that it was a little bit inaccurate. But what I'm giving you, the information I'm giving you, is 100% accurate. They said that she was like the, I don't know, the director. She's the special assistant in the office of director for U.S. Citizenship and Immigrations in the Department of Homeland Security. Meet Fatima Noor. President Obama's latest appointment to a high-level position in the, in the Department of Homeland Security. Ms. Noor has little, if any, experience in the compliance or enforcement fields. So she's totally ill-equipped. She's a Muslim. She's going to let any Muslim through. Her total experience in government-related work is limited to volunteer work with World Relief Memphis and as activities coordinator for the Tennessee Immigrant and Refugee Rights Coalition. So the only rights she's going to care about is Muslims' rights. So it's just a little more more proof to you for the absolute traitorous, you know, behavior that's going on. Next report. Multiple experts predicting an imminent ISIS attack on American soil. These are different news sources I'm quoting from here. We're, we're hearing from a lot of different sources today. This is from Dave Hodges. I've never seen such a time when multiple trusted sources are experiencing such a convergence of information regarding a massive amount of well-coordinated terrorist attacks upon the United States at the very exact same moment in time. All these reports are saying the same thing. The main event is coming, and there's a very high likelihood it could be coming very soon. Literally, probably the soonest we would see it would be in the next 10 days next 12 days leading up to christmas 
However, I'm experiencing this very thing in this little moment, meaning, meaning all of this convergence of, of multiple sources saying the same thing. And again, that's why a big reason I'm doing the study is because God's done this, I believe, over and over, has thwarted these events in times past, you know. So, but prayer is the real key on that, I believe. I was among the very first to report the real truth about the events related to Benghazi and the quality of my sources put me months ahead of the vast majority of independent media. I'm not bragging, I'm emphasizing that these same sources of intelligence information are telling me in unison that the United States is facing a Tet Offensive style of terrorist attacks inside our country very soon. Readers may recall in 1968, after the LBJ administration was repeatedly telling the American people that we were winning the Vietnam War, the Viet Cong then attacked every single capital in every single South Vietnamese province basically at once. Even the U.S. Embassy in Saigon was momentarily captured. This was the turning point of the Vietnam War. My sources have compared what's coming in America um, my sources have compared what's coming to the Tet Offensive. According to these deep cover sources, gun-free zones will be targeted, like athletic events, concerts, schools, malls, and university campuses. Of course, this will lead to the imposition of martial law practices without potentially a formal declaration of martial law. Because remember, they always like to beta test. Okay. Maybe there won't be martial law declared. Maybe it will. Okay? These policies will include gun confiscation and the execution of gun owners who do not surrender their guns following an executive decree. Now, I don't see how they're going to pull that off in the next 10 days. I'm sorry. Because people are, they just have the best, most record gun sales ever on record this last month, thanks to all the stuff Obama's been doing. Because people are waking up in droves. But see, here's the problem. As people wake up more and more and more in droves, they're accelerating their timetable because they're like, keep people continue to wake up. We're gonna have we're gonna find ourselves in a situation that's gonna be untenable because we're not gonna be able to deal with all of the woken up armed populace. So I believe that's why if Satan had his way, this would go off sooner rather than later. Okay? So, going further, these policies will include gun confiscation, the execution of gun owners who do not surrender their guns following an executive decree. The policies also call for, and again, that's speculation there, okay? Um, the policies also call for, I, I'm not saying that wouldn't eventually happen, but to say that we're going to have all these massive Muslim attacks and they're going to come after the Red List right that day, or I, I don't know, that seems a little much to me. That's not being very incremental. Okay, but again, then I, I wouldn't put anything past this devil either. The policies also call for the enforcement of sanctions against people who are on various lists. And I don't mean the no-fly list, even though they are coming for their guns. But for people who are on the red and blue lists, um, here's a picture of Obama. And he's speaking and it says, I can put up with Muslims killing Americans, but I absolutely will not tolerate Americans even criticizing Muslims. And that's, that's exactly, exactly what we're seeing every single time. He could care less. No, he loves it. He loves it when these people are being killed in mass during these mass shootings by Muslims. He loves it. It, it, 
it thrills him inside. Um, but don't you dare even criticize Islam. It's basically where we're, where we're at right now with this devil-in-chief. Both of my sources were hesitant to comment to a specific time frame except to say that Christmas opens up targets of opportunities that do not exist for the rest of the calendar year. Uh, one guy named Paul Martin, on multiple occasions, Paul Martin of RevolutionRadio.org has provided me with valuable intel from his deep cover source. Yesterday, which was December 12, 2015, Paul contacted me to tell me that another massive drill was just concluded by members of the Alphabet Soup agencies, like FEMA and those types of people, uh, regarding a major terrorist event or events on the East Coast. Now remember, they're having a drill literally in the same building at the same time that the san bernardino shooting went down so this is another potential confirmation of some huge event going off on the east coast um this he says this is the second such report in the past month the mainstream media outlets such as fox cnn abc nbc and the new york times have all stated pretty much the same thing that the saeed farouk and his wife Tashfeen Malik executed 14 Americans in San Bernardino with guns provided for him by Enrique Martinez. Martinez, who has terrorist ties, he has terrorist ties to also Russians. It's the first I'd heard that. It was becoming clear that the supplier of the guns to Farouk was being handled by the Russians. Now, the Russians would love to destabilize America. I mean, I, Putin, Putin doesn't like America at all any we have all kind of russian troops prepositioned he's probably working with obama even though they appear to be at odds on the surface you know to a certain extent it may be that at some deeper level granted what he's doing in syria i don't think is making obama happy at all because he's messing up all of the isis infiltration in syria all the, and obama has spent billions of dollars um, in time and effort to protect them, to enable them, to equip them, to arm them, to fund them. And he doesn't like it when, when um, Putin's going in there killing his buddies, killing his, his, you know, fifth column army that he wants to import into Europe and America. So, again, I can't be seriously dogmatic about exactly what is going on, but it appears to be all moving in the same direction of this big event getting ready to take place in America. After which our lives in America will never be the same. I mean, it's it's over. The the way of life we've lived here. Um, I, I can't see it ever going back to the way it's like is right now, essentially. And I know things have gotten incrementally worse and worse, but I'm talking about a one major big event. And everything I'm seeing is pointing to that. Now, again, I'm not saying it's going to happen leading up to Christmas, but they said that it, it does present, Christmas prevent, presents a um, time window that doesn't exist, an opportunity that doesn't exist in other times of the year. So um, he's saying this Farouk guy had terrorist ties to the Russians. Um, it's becoming clear that the supplier of the guns to Farouk was being handled by the Russians. Stay tuned, the theme, this theme will be better developed later in this report. The beginning of the creation of an arsenal of IEDs to be deployed inside the U.S. Now, I've already kind of covered this. Just touch on this again. Multiple law enforcement officers in Missouri have been notified the FBI about a large amount of cell phone purchases from 
from area Walmarts. Adding fuel to the fire, a large number of propane tanks have been reported stolen from several locations in the Independence and Lee's Summit area. Um, the, according to terrorism expert Denise Simon, the same pattern is prevalent in hotbeds of terrorism. Meaning they're seeing a lot of propane tanks being stolen and they're seeing a lot of cell phone burner, cheap cell phone burners being bought. Okay, This is what you see leading up to a major Islamic terrorist event. And, we're, and this is just one area we know about it in. They could be doing this all over the country. And it's not being reported on or people aren't picking up on it. At the end of November, a BP gas station Lee Summit reported 20, 20 propane tanks stolen. Out. Okay, I, I already covered that. Um, the FBI is investigating. Yeah, right. The Obama administration is silent on any issue of, the, of this type except to say that they will not tolerate anyone criticizing Islam or Muslims in response to the terrorist attacks being perpetrated by Muslim organizations. So again, if it's wicked and it's evil, the Obama administration, particularly if it has any kind of Muslim bent, the Obama administration is going to bend over backwards to try to protect it and to try to enable it. Okay, so now we also read, from a trusted contact on Facebook, the following post appeared on 12-12-2015, which was just yesterday, at the time of this recording. Facebook, Windy Liberty Brooks Jones, um, heads up Southern Cal residents a friend of mine went to a ups store now this is the way this is written is a little disjointed but i think you get the point the woman ahead of her was returning dozens of packages only keeping numerous cell phones she had ordered in that shipment the clerk was angry and my friend overheard him say that the woman had done this several times before returning everything but the cell phones so um this is most likely some Muslim lady that's being done in there, sent in there to, I, I guess, procure all of these cell phones. My friend lives in the city located in San Bernardino County, which is where we just had the mass shooting. The Obama administration does not protect and defend the Constitution from all enemies, both foreign and domestic. <laughs> he does the exact opposite. He is the enemy. The subtitle text is self-evident. In the aftermath of the mass murder of 14 Americans by an ISIS terrorist and his terrorist wife, the Obama administration could care less about the 14 dead Americans or the grief being experienced by the families. Instead, they are worried about not offending Muslims. That's all that matters. Not a word about the 14 Americans that were executed by um, a Muslim terrorist from Loretta Lynch. But lynch mob threatens nickname he has for lynch mob threatens to arrest anyone speaking out against muslim extremism i do not have words to describe how out of touch this administration is with the american people and again i won't give them that much credit this is all being done by design on purpose they're not out of touch they know exactly what they're doing please note the backdrop and i deleted this picture originally because i'm like i don't need a superfluous picture of loretta lynch in here but i re-put it back in the study because it says please note the backdrop when the violator when this violator of the first amendment because she said she can't say anything against islam issued her threat against the american people do you see an american flag anywhere in the background of this photo no is there any doubt as to the loyalty and the intentions of this administration this photo and its surrounding context erases all doubt now what's in the background when when she's making this threat Okay, instead of saying we're going to go after the Muslims, we're going to, no, no. She says the exact opposite. She's like we're going to we're going to criminalize basically 
She backed off on the con comments later. They want to see how much they can get away with. They're always beta testing. But she basically said we're going to criminalize anyone speaking out against Islam, which would shut down all alternative media. Well, she backed off on those because it was a little too much. You know what she has in the background, though? Loretta Lynch. Muslim, and you can't see it all because she's literally in the middle of it, but it's something about Muslim promoting freedom for all or something. It's some Muslim thing. Really, literally, we have a Muslim caliphate in the White House and in people that Obama has put underneath him. We increasingly have a Muslim caliphate literally in government now. And the Congress and the Senate, they're complicit because they're doing nothing about it as far as I can see, or very little. So this is what we have in the White House now. So, of course, if you have a Muslim caliphate in the White House, they're going to do every, they're going to do their level best to make sure that all America is literally under Sharia law and a Muslim caliphate as soon as possible. That's what they're working toward. I'm not saying they're going to pull that off in totality or full. I'm saying, but that's what they would like to do. And Obama knows if he can do this, the sooner the better. He's not going to have to leave office. He's going to be there indefinitely if he can get the martial law thing going. Here's another picture of Obama, and he's, he's before a Saudi Arabian uh, uh, devil prince, and it shows him bowing, and literally, you know, he doesn't do this for anybody, but he's literally bowing in a very, very subservient way, and then he's done this over and over. Well, to him, this would be somebody that would be very, very, very high in high regard, him being raised a Muslim, being brought before Saudi Arabian, most likely pedophilic devil prince, um, because that's what these guys do. I mean, that's what so many Muslim men do as a matter of lifestyle. Talked about that over and over. And he's, he's in the subservient position. On December 12, 2015, terrorism expert Denise Simon was interviewed on a pre-recorded interview on the Common Sense Show. The entire interview will air... Tuesday, December 15th on the following outlets. And I, I give you, I'll have this up, so if you want to key into that, i give you all the info on that. If you want to listen to that, I, I want to listen to it too. It's just that I have such a hard time when it's like, okay, it's going to be right then on this time, and that's the only time you're going to be able to hear it. Why not offer audios that can be heard like I do, like you archive it? You know, Now, I'm not saying it's not going to be archived, but a lot of, there are some people do interviews, and it's like, that's it. Heard it once and it's gone. You know, I don't understand that. Anyway, Denise Simon is one of the foremost experts on the subject of terrorism um, ever interviewed on the Common Sense Show. The following information is a very small cross-section of information which was contained in our interview. The following snippets will leave no doubt as to the extreme danger the, the average American finds himself in. Um, Simon Farouk, or Simon linked Farouk, the San Bernardino mass shooter, to several terrorist entities meaning Denise Simon did. Um, the supplier of the weapons in the San Bernardino shootings was Enrique Martin, Marquez. I'm sorry, Marquez. He was married to a Russian. $10,000 was paid to facilitate this marriage. Weird. Marquez is broke. Where did this money come from? And again, there's all of these money transfers they're finding. It's like... Okay, come on, wow. I mean, yeah, it's it's obviously wicked factions, most likely of our government or, or of Russia or whatever, that are enabling this. They want to absolutely annihilate and destabilize America. 
And this is the best way they can do it. That's what they figured out. I think they're, they're putting all their chips in. They're going for broke. This is where they're putting their money. Okay, this is where Satan is putting his money. And, and um, the, the mother of Marquez told the media that her son never lived with this Russian woman, though, even though they were married. She was brought in under the K-1 visa program. Now, remember, we've got all of these Muslims and Homeland Security are the ones in charge of vetting these Muslim terrorists coming in. They're flying them in on UPS planes. They're busting them in across the borders in buses. They're just being waved through. It's all by design. Every bit of it. It's all criminal, totally criminal evil behavior. The editor's note says, based on the original evidence um, and Simon's evidence and other intel, we have independently concluded that this Russian operative was clearly the handler for this operation. Meaning, the attack in San Bernardino was actually coordinated by this Russian, I don't know if she's, she's got to be a Muslim, or at least posing as a Muslim, Russian, who was married to the guy that supplied the San Bernardino shooters with their guns. She was the handler for the whole thing. Now, Putin would like nothing more than to destabilize America, I'm sure. Particularly with all the, the hassle he's had to put up with, with Obama and ISIS and this type of stuff. So, again, I'm not being dogmatic here. I'm just throwing out some potential scenarios. So, he goes on to say, do you understand what this means? However, this is not the first time we have seen the Russians in bed with ISIS on American soil. Please visit this link for another stunning example. And the, the link's right there. I at, And what's the link entitled? Russian proxy forces bringing down F-16 and beta test for World War III. Uh, okay. She went on to, um, okay, I asked Denise Simon if the Russians were involved in these Muslim extremist groups, and she un unhesitantly said, absolutely. This lady is an expert on this subject. I didn't know this. I didn't know the Russians were involved with the Muslim extremist groups in the United States. I thought they had enough help from Obama. But I guess they need the Russians' help, too. <laughs> Which is even, you know, all the more better. I mean, obviously I'm saying that sar sarcastically. She went on to state that the Russian military forces in Syria are not going after ISIS nearly as much as they are simply going after the anti-Assad forces being funded and supplied by the U.S. So that was interesting. I, I didn't know that either. Though Simon's website, which is founderscode.com, founderscode, I think, .com, Founderscode.com, I don't know. Anyway, I'll give you a link to it. She has revealed many concerning and stunning details regarding the immigration issue involving Muslims. In Greece, for example, Muslim refugees are printing their own visas. They're printing their own visas. That's great. This, this provides carte blanche entry into the United States or any other country in Europe. She has written, and, and again, they're not vetting anybody. As long as they got some phony visa, we don't care. We'll let them in. We want to bring all, as many evil, wicked Muslims into the country as possible. So they're printing their own their own visas. They're coming into the country. Um, she has written in detail about the various visas that are admitted unscreened and potentially dangerous Muslims into America. Although Simon stopped short of saying that multiple terrorist attacks are imminent, she did say that Christmas season provides targets that are not available to, to terrorists at other times of the year. Uh, I strongly recommend listening to the Simon interview in two days at one of the venues I've listed above. And, and again, I give you all the links to that. And then we have Doug Hagman who says, I have had two intense conversations with Doug Hagman about the present state of affairs with regard to Muslim terrorism. Doug has 
has a confidential source that is telling him the following. Number one, multiple terror acts, terror acts this year will likely take place. 2016, and, and again, I think you, you go, you start around Christmas and you go into 2016 is, is the year that they have even said we're coming after. We're, 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 we're coming after you. People are waking up too quick. That's the year. It's the make or break year we're, we're moving into. Now that's what they're saying. I'm not saying we won't get through it. I'm just saying that's what <laughs> every indicator is pointing to. I'm not saying God can't intervene and change things. Um, but that's what this is what they're saying. Um, and that so he's saying, here's what Doug's heard. Multiple terror attacks this year will take place. The attacks will resemble what I call the Tet Offensive, meaning here's the deal, the big event. Multiple attacks in multiple cities on the same day against multiple gun-free zone soft targets by the Muslims who have been brought in, pre-positioned, armed, equipped, enabled in every way, shape, and form to make this happen so that they can keep their devil-in-chief in office because if somebody like Trump or whatever got in office, he's going to be very... Muslim unfriendly. Obama can't have that. He has to stay in office, not only for his own narcissistic devil ego, and maybe that's what the Illuminati, his Illuminati handlers are telling him to do and going to try to help him to do, but also for the fact that he is a Muslim and he does not want um, any type of pro um, anti Muslim Republican to get in there. And, and into the office who might start shipping them out. He, he has got to make sure that the destruction that he has by and large started with Islam, that it continues at a breakneck speed. And if there's another, if there's a presidential change, that, won't, that could throw a monkey wrench into that. Okay, so that's another reason. Also, martial law will not be declared, but it will be implemented if the Obama administration can subdue the military opposition to his administration. Do you remember when DHS obtained, um, remember, Department of Homeland Security um, and FEMA, obtained 2.1 billion rounds of ammunition a few years ago, hollow points, which are supposedly prohibited in battle, but it's fine to use against your own citizenry. Yeah. So we literally may see a war between FEMA and DHS and the actual American military. This is what looks like could happen. Because the, the let's say the uncorrupted factions of the American military, if they resist this, they're going to be at war with FEMA. Well, who's FEMA going to have on its side? Well, they're going to have all the Muslims, and that's including the black Muslims that yoke up with, the, with just the, the straight out ones, and, then, and that's going to be the whole race war, civil war thing, white against black, Muslim against Christian, a legal alien against, uh, I don't know, indigenous population. Then you're going to have the government, the wicked, corrupt factions of the government, FEMA, Homeland Security, whatever wicked factions of the military they can get on their side, going against the American people. You may have the Russians and the Chinese involved as well against who? The patriots the and the uncorrupted, um, uh, I don't know, the uncorrupted... Um, uncorrupted factions of our government, the good sheriffs that will still remain, the good law enforcement, local law enforcement that, that would, that would, you know, and I'm not talking there's not going to be wicked ones either. But I see war. 
and you could look at it like a civil war on multiple multiple levels coming and that that being but see the more people wake up to this they're going to see when this happens wow this is going down this is what they predicted if you heard it on my show it's what you know i said or dave hodges or whatever said and they're going to identify that, no, I'm not going quietly into the night. This is pure wickedness. This is just basically coming to kill, steal, and destroy. And I'm going to resist this evil. And so they're, they're realizing that's happening. And so this is why they're trying to accelerate the timetable. And they're getting so aggressive with this. So that's, that's all I have for part two here. I'm totally out of time again. And we'll go to part three next.